1: This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast.
0: We'll certainly get to
2: Game 3 of the NBA Finals, which is coming up later tonight. You can listen to it right here on ESPN Radio. But we have to start somewhere else with our guests, who's typically the host of this show. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Matt Jones, as we welcome in Chris Canty, host of... Of this fine program, Canty and Carlin, right here on ESPN Radio. But Canty, you're in New York, and they've so far I've seen they've canceled the WNBA game, they've canceled the Yankee game tonight because of all the smoke that is in because of in New York because of the wildfires in Canada. How much of you had to go outside? How much of you had to deal with this smoke that is going on right now in NYC?
3: Well, there's no getting away from it, Gabe. I mean, it's everywhere. It feels like we're living on Mars. That's kind of the vibes that you're getting when you're walking around town. And it's like peak pandemic. People are breaking out the N95 mask because it's hard to breathe outside. And you're just trying to keep it from interrupting your life. But there's no getting away from it right now. It's it's just it's bizarre. Like, as we speak, the air quality is 296. Now, on a really, really bad day in the summertime, for context, based on my weatherman, Lee Goldberg, what he says, it would be 115. Like, this is as unhealthy as the air quality has been in New York City in over a decade. It's wild what's going on today. I really appreciated that,
1: those numbers, because I like when people cite numbers that have absolutely no meaning to me. Like you were like, it's 296 outside. And I think, wow, that sounds
3: well great Matt, they had or no, terrible. Matt, or, I don't know. Matt, they had no freaking meaning to me either until today. <laughs> when, when, it, when it started out where it was 200, then it jumped to 350. Gotcha. Now, realizing the scale only goes to 500, Okay. So the fact got that we already had 300. We got a damn problem. Well, I just walked outside and it's 107
1: here. So take that, uh, Chris. I hope. You well, I don't know it. if
3: you talk about the air
1: quality or the temperature. <laughs> well, what do you think the temperature is going to be in Miami tonight at the end of this uh, game, Game Three? I sort of had this series as over about after the first quarter of Game Two. I thought, well, the Nuggets are going to win in five, probably. Any chance this Heat team can actually pull this series off in your mind?
3: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm picking the Miami Heat to win tonight. Uh, oh, da, 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 I'm giving, the I'm giving, away, I'm giving tonight? away the suspense here. I'm actually picking the Miami Heat to win tonight. Oh. If you look at this series, the Heat have dictated the complexion of the first two games. When you have the scoring in the 100s and the 110s, that overwhelmingly favors the Heat in terms of pace of play. They don't have the firepower to score with the Nuggets when games are in the 120s and the 130s. They don't have three lottery picks in their starting five. They just don't. They got four undrafted players in a playoff rotation. So if Miami is going to dictate the terms of engagement like they have in the first two games, then not only am I picking the Heat to win tonight, I'm probably leaning toward the Heat winning this series.
2: ESPN Radio, your home for the NBA Finals. Make sure you tune in for Game 3 tonight. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Chris Canty joining us as the host of Canty and Carlin right here on ESPN Radio. Filling in for the guys today. He's Matt Jones. I'm Gabe Nigel. You're taking the heat to win the series. Is, is that just because of what Jimmy Butler has done plus Eric Spoelstra? Because I look at this roster, Canty, and I'm still trying to figure out how the heats are where they are. Well, I think the
3: Heat are the quintessential team, right? The sum is greater than the individual parts. That's the only other way to explain it. It's Heat culture, and I know everybody thinks of culture as a catch-all when it comes to sports, but it's actually something that's tangible, and you're seeing that. The Heat weren't the more talented team in the Eastern Conference Finals. That was Boston with two All-NBA players. The Heat weren't the more talented team in the first round of the playoffs against the Bucks. That was Giannis and Drew Holiday and company. But the Heat have found a way to get past the adversity that they faced and be able to overcome the talent level of the opponents that they faced this postseason. And there's no reason to think that they're not capable of being able to do that now. This is a team that's comfortable in all situations. This is a team that's looking for all of the smoke. This is a team that has seven wins this postseason when down at double digits in the games. Like, th- th- that's the most in the last seven years. Th- this is a Miami Heat, Heat team that's consistent. They're well-coached. They're always going to fight. They make you play all 48 minutes. And it's not just about one guy. It's not just about Jimmy Butler. It's about them buying into a, a path to victory that Eric Spolstra outlines every single time. It's about their chemistry. It's about their connectivity. And it's about their hustle. And, and that's why the Miami Heat are where they're at right now. That's all Nice. And I agree with all of it. And I
1: think what they've done is amazing. But in the end, most of these championship series, if you go through them, the team with the best player wins. Not always, but most of the time. Probably 80 to 90% of the time in the championship series, if you go through history, team with the best player wins. Isn't it Jokic, best player by far, in the end they win? Like, how do you get around that? It's one, I, that, To me, that's the the sort of Trump factor regardless of the rest of it.
3: Well, every now and again, you have an outlier. I mean, you go like back to the Pistons, to 20, the,
1: Pistons you, the one
3: year. Yeah, the Pistons, 2003-2004, 20, 20, uh, you have an outlier. You go back to 2010 with the Miami Heat, the first year with Bron, D. Wade, and Bosch. The, LeBron was the best player on the court. That's true. But Dirk yeah. Nowitzki and Jason Kidd and them won. That's true. Like, I mean, so you, you, every now and again, you'll get those outlier situations that happens. And I think the the Miami Heat are one of those teams that, you could potentially see that taking place. They have a championship culture. This is their, what is their second NBA finals in the last four years? They've been to three conference finals during that span. I mean, this is this is a team that's, that understands what it means to play in and win these big games. And as the series goes longer – you got to think that that favors the Heat because of their experience on this stage. So I get it. Jokic is the best player in the world. But I just saw the best player in the world in game two drop 41 and his team lose. As a matter of fact, every time Jokic goes for 40-plus in the playoffs, they lose. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I can't I can't discount what I've seen from the Miami Heat, even though everybody wants to on the basis of talent. It's about more than just talent in sports.
2: Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin, joining us right here on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio. Gabe Nigel Matt Jones, in for the guys today. Because it's the NBA, and even though we're on the stage of the finals, there always seems to be some sort of off-court news. And this time, it's Damian Lillard, as maybe he ends up a member of the Portland Trail Blazers going forward. Maybe they end up trading him away with all the teams that could potentially be interested in him. Where do you think would be the best spot for Dame to end up?
3: wherever the hell Dane want to go. Like, I mean, Gary, yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down to. He's been so loyal to Portland. Mm-hmm. I, at some point, you have to repay that in kind. He's given them time and time again to try to rebuild around him and just hasn't worked out. So at this stage of the game, you just try to find the, the place that he wants to go and extract the very best package that you possibly can. Now, keep it in mind, Portland ain't a free agent destination, they got to get hostages. They don't usually get volunteers. So you want to get players that you can rebuild with or you want to get resources to help you get players that you can rebuild with. But ultimately, this is about the Blazers doing right by Dame. So I, I think this is, you know, I'm not going to say it's a glorified free agency. But that's how the front office for the Blazers should approach it, just because of the loyalty that Dame has shown them throughout the years. What you
1: got against Portland? You're acting like it's Salt Lake City over there, saying you got to get hostages, not volunteers. I mean, Portland's fun, right? Who the right? hell
3: decided they're going to go to Portland in free agency? I mean, Outside of Carmelo Anthony, when nobody else wanted him, when he was out of the league for the year.
1: I mean, who, not a Who lot. is
3: picking Portland to go to play?
1: I, you know, Nirvana? Pearl Jam? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're the, 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 yeah. It's not a bad place. I don't know if there were just, free
2: agents when they decided I don't know. to do it.
1: Try- I think that was Seattle, but either way, it's the same part of the world. Let me switch gears. Uh, during one of these intros, I like hosting your show because they play like a minute-long intro of you all giving your biggest takes. <laughs> you you were saying that the, uh, the, 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 the live tour, the players that went to that, they got the bag, and they still get to play. I, I'm not sure that that – they still get to play is going to be certain yet. The the best ones will, but maybe not all of them. But you saw Rory McIlroy today, and if you were Rory McIlroy, after the PGA Tour put you out there and you were the guy and you were talking about loyalty and all this stuff, and they sold you out, I want to ask you, Chris, do you think you could ever forgive those people and move on, or do you just say, look, I can't work with this group again?
3: I mean, what's your alternative? You're going to go play on the Sunshine Tour in Africa? You're going to well, go play the Tour? Well, you can push for different leadership.
1: I mean, like, that's what I'm saying is do you think these guys that sort of sold out the current tour players, do you think they survive?
3: I mean, if they don't survive, they got a nice golden parachute. Ain't nobody, don't nobody need to cry for Jay Monaghan oh, for I'm brokering not this deal. He's going to be just fine. So at this point, I don't know that he or Rory gives a damn. They're just worried about what the size of the check looks like because they're embarrassed and they look like hypocrites. So, yeah, today, Rory probably feels like a sucker, but Jay Monahan and the people in the PGA Tour went to him and probably said, this is what your checks are going to start looking like now because the Live Golf Tour has forced the PGA Tour to do something that they've been resistant to in the modern era of golf, which is changing their revenue sharing model and letting the players get a bigger piece so yeah, but I still Chris, That's realize. not why they did it. That's not why the well, they, you can did say it. that's not it. why they did it. But that's I'm just saying that's what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, but
1: that's not they did it because the Saudis want to be involved in sports and the sports wash their human rights record. That's why they did it. They did not care about making Brooks Kepka and those guys more money. No, I'm Phil not. Matt, Matt, that's not what Matt, 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 walk it
3: back, walk it back, Matt, because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the PGA Tour is forced to change their revenue-sharing model with the players because of the Live Golf Tour willing to go to such lengths to pay those guys Well, we don't know that. By the way, Chris, we don't know that either. I mean, now that there won't be competition— Jay Monahan talked about it last spring, Matt. He said it last spring when they were doing it. He said we're going to have to change what we're doing and how much money we're paying these guys
1: so we don't lose our
3: best guys. Chris,
1: Chris, they don't have competition anymore. Now that they're a monopoly— the, Saud- the Saudis can decide to go right back to the model before, and the guys
3: will have no choice. Okay, Matt. Okay. I'm just telling you what Jay Monahan said last year. Well, do you he trust said we're Jay Monahan? I could,
2: tell you, I could tell you what Jay Monahan said last year, but Do you too? trust Jay
3: Monahan about anything at this point? Okay, okay. So you're saying that the players aren't going to make more money than I'm they already they made make, with PIF being involved? It, I'm saying in the You're, you're saying they're not going to make more money I than will, they're currently so making now on the PGA tour. It.
1: I'm saying in the short term, they will get paid off. But in the long term, this idea. Well, the good thing about competition is it requires people to change their, the way they do things. Now that it's back to one, they can go back to paying the players whatever they want, and the players will have absolutely no way around it. They won't.
3: So whatever Jay Monahan said a year ago is irrelevant. Do you believe? So it? you're saying the influx of cash due to the merger between Live Golf Tour and PGA Tour, the guys that are currently on the PGA Tour aren't going to realize any of that gain. For about two years they will, and then they Okay, go so back. they're going to make more money than they have been. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. saying.
1: You, Why are I'm... you arguing that? <laughs> why Why say a word, Chris? You're right. Whatever no, you
3: say is exactly no right. They're going to make more money.
2: Whatever you say is right, I'm done. You're uh, right. Okay, we'll be done. That's cool. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Joining us on Canty and Carlin, I'm Gabe Neitzel. He's Matt Jones filling in for the guys today. The one part of this that I'm curious to hear, because we heard from Rory McElroy today, Tiger Woods has had a big influence on the PGA Tour side of things as well, talking about playing for, you know, playing for the, the legacy of the PGA Tour instead of just going and taking the Saudi money. That's a guy that I don't know if I'd want to tick off if I was Jay Monaghan. Obviously, he didn't care. When do you think we end up hearing from Tiger Woods, Canty?
3: I would say it's sooner rather than later, just because of how big this is. I mean, I'm sitting here watching the nightly news with David Muir, and this is one of the headlines last night. So this is having ripple effects just beyond the sports world. This is the casual sports fans, people that are just into entertainment. They're going to hear about what's happening. And, of course, they're expecting to hear from Tiger Woods because even though he's not playing in a lot of events – He's still one of the faces of the sport, so I would anticipate that we're going to hear from Tiger at some point soon. And knowing in his role as an ambassador, I think you're probably going to get the softer side of Tiger Woods. I don't think he's going to be as staunch in his stance um, toward the Live Golf Tour and toward PIF and and the Saudi-backed uh, the Saudi-backed league. I think he's going to try to find a way to build a bridge because this merger is happening, whether he likes it or not. And I think in the interest of the sport moving forward. I think Tiger is going to try to put on a big, a good face, just like Rory tried to earlier today with his statement. What happens if the Justice Department,
1: which I think is very, very possible, decides to veto this agreement because of monopoly reasons? How do they go forward then?
3: I, I think it gets really, really interesting. I, I mean, I, I was listening to Michael Collins, America's caddy on KJM today, and he was talking about, how you had the lawsuits that were going back and forth between the live golf tour and the PGA tour. And you had VJ Singh file a lawsuit against the PGA tour because of a fine and a discipline that they imposed on him years ago. And how it got to the point where the PGA tour decided that the juice wasn't worth the squeeze because they didn't want to disclose their books. They didn't want to show their revenue and, and, and their profits and loss and all of those sheets, the P and L sheets, all of the information. Uh, and so I, I think that takes it to a really uncomfortable place. If you start talking about government oversight and and them getting involved and seeing whether or not this is um, something that's in the best interest of of golf, whether or not it's a monopoly, I I think it gets really, really interesting at that point. But uh, we'll see what happens. I I just think that would be a very interesting turn if it
2: were to go there. I I just, I I don't know that that's going to happen. We'll see. Chris Canty, the guest, typically the host of this very fine program. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, 6 XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Neitzel, along with Matt Jones, as we fill in for the guys today. Uh, also today, in the world of the NFL, the Madden cover being released, and the cover athlete is going to be Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. He certainly would be up there in terms of your options, but if you had to pick the face of the NFL today, who are you picking?
3: Ooh, i mean it has to be pat mahomes right guys i mean that has to be the face of it Uh, i mean he's hosted the afc championship game five consecutive years at this point they might as well rename it the arrowhead invitational but like that's that's where we're at with this Uh, i mean he's already one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time i certainly have him in my top five so yeah I, i think it's pat mahomes and everybody else i mean but you can't put him on the cover of madden every single year um, so, but I, I, I think it's Pat Mahomes and then you're probably looking at one of the other young quarterbacks. Josh Allen is certainly a choice, but there will be a couple of other guys that I would have in front of him on the line.
2: Canty, we certainly appreciate the time and, uh, appreciate you hopping on your own show.
3: All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate y'all holding it down. Thank you, sir.
2: Okay. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin right here on ESPN radio. It's man, it, it. Having him push back, I mean, there are just, when it comes to Live versus the PGA Tour and and this merger and all these things, Matt, I think we are just so early in this process. There is so much that could still change. I cannot wait to continue this conversation when Brandel Chamblee of the Golf Channel is going to be joining us about 40 minutes from now.
1: I I think there are a lot of assumptions being made that are based on uh, the word of people that we have seen we can't trust at all. I mean, the idea that we can trust any of these people involved, any of them. No, I don't know how you can do that. I really don't. I do think in the short term players are going to make a lot more money. I mean, they are. That's just Mm going to happen. But in the long term, is this going to be better for the players of golf? Well, we'll see. You know, I think there's one thing we've seen in the world. When the Saudis get involved, I don't know that things are always for the better. So we'll see if that ends up being the case here.
2: If giving all of the players as much money as they were giving them on live was not profitable and not sustainable, I'm with you where they're not gonna just be handing out money just because they have it. At some point, even though you have more money than anybody else, you're gonna want to return on that investment. It's part of the or reason. Or they're why gonna
1: require they're going to require a level of compliance that a lot of these dudes that are used to living their lives a certain way may not be thrilled with in the end. Yeah, All right. That's another whole part of it that people don't talk about. I I think the idea we'll look back in 10 years, maybe I'll be wrong. I'll be surprised if we look back in 10 years and say, this was ultimately good for golf.
2: Yeah. But, the deeper you dig, the more complicated it certainly gets. Uh, but, we'll,
1: Well, I was going to say, we can make a fast break to FanDuel, however, during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You can visit FanDuel.com slash play and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. It's FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also To fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
5: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The
1: finals. The final event. This is for the lead three and Miami goes in
5: front. If we're going to try to go down there and regain control of the series and get home court advantage back, we're going to have to outwork Miami and our discipline is going to have to be off the charts.
2: Certainly not a must win for either side tonight, but the winner of Game 3 always has a big historical advantage and that's what we have tonight. Cantia Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN at SiriusXM XM at Channel 80. Gabe Nitzel, Matt Jones filling in for the guys. And on the phone to help us break down Game 3 tonight, she is Roz Gold on Day, ESPN basketball analyst. She is going to be a part of the ES, ESPN Radio call tonight alongside Mark Kestrischer, Doris Burke, and PJ Carlissimo. Roz, we certainly appreciate the time. And since you've been able to see it up close and personal during this playoffs, because I, I just can't figure it out what about this Miami heat team has made them so special where they are standing there right now with a one one series in the NBA finals
6: the the common word is it's defiance, and I actually brought that up with coach spo you know between the games it's it's kesty it's p j Carlos Smo, it's Doris Burke and myself we get to sit there and the players come into our private room and we have conversations and then the coaches come in and um I actually said to coach, I was like, what is, it? how much does defiance or, or gutsiness or toughness have to do with your team's success? And he actually said defiance was a word that he's used as well. Um, and, and I pointed that word out just cause like I've been covering them since their, um, really since the end of the regular season and all the way through this run. And I see a team, much like you, where we're all just like, how do they keep finding a way? You know, Max Struth goes 0 for 10 in game one and then comes out game two and busts out four threes in the fourth quarter. You know, it was a real, like, take that moment. And, and he didn't hit a three again, but that's, his job was done. You know, Duncan Robinson struggled through the first half of game two, has all of his 10 points in the fourth quarter, and flexes on a layup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he gives you a mean mug and Kyle Lowry jokes with us. He was like, he was mean mugging off of a layup. <laughs> I mean, whatever that's his dunk perhaps, but you just see the, uh, the fight of this team that pushes guys maybe outside of their normal capabilities to do uh, incredible things on the biggest stage in the brightest lights. You know, I don't know if we played the game 10 times in a month from now, does that happen? You know, seventy percent of the time, I'm not sure. But right now, that defiance is pushing the is it's pushing the uh, the heat to do some incredible things. And they stole one on the road. It's one-one now.
1: I, I get a sense, and I'm I have no connection to Denver. I'm not a fan. It doesn't really. I mean, I, I have no reason to take up for them. But I do feel like going back to the Sun series, the Lakers, and now the Heat. The story is always the team. The Nuggets are playing. And not Denver, who has arguably the best player in <laughs> basketball and a guy who, when he gets hot, can be as hot as anybody in Jamal Murray. Did they at all in your conversations with them, does it annoy them that it's always about whoever they're playing and never about them, even though they're consistently usually the better team?
6: <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's been kind of a, a running little joke, you know, Coach Malone, has complained or the you've heard Nuggets faithful complain, like it, the headline can never be about them, you know, whether LeBron announcing his retirement, uh, announcing that he would consider retirement or report saying, and uh, not announcing it report saying that he would consider it. And that kind of sold the show after the Nuggets swept the Lakers. Um, it's, it's a small little kind of tongue in cheek joke, but Hey, this is the NBA Finals, You know, both of these teams kind of have this interesting chip on their shoulders where um, they both feel, undercovered, uh, not as respected as they should be. They're both fighting for some kind of respect. And here's the chance to seize it, to make the story all about themselves. So, um, and I think Jokic has been, you know, a fascinating watch all season and certainly during these playoffs and even from games one and two, just seeing the difference in ways that he dominated the game from game one to two. So I think like real basketball hoop heads, you know, understand and respect all that the Nuggets bring to the table. They're a very good team. Um, But, you know, perhaps to your answer your question, are they as glitzy and glamorous as some past teams in in, uh, the NBA finals? Maybe not. That's subjective. You know, I'm not a casual fan. So I kind of look forward to the finals, which puts a magnifying glass on the star players and you get to know them in a way you might not have before. And um, so I find it really fascinating and exciting.
2: Roz, we certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to hearing you tonight on the call right here on ESPN Radio. All right, thanks, guys. Ros Gold on Wode ESPN basketball analyst again part of the broadcast team tonight that's uh, going to be broadcasting game 3 NBA Finals right here on ESPN Radio coverage begin at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time again it's the NBA so there's always got to be something going on outside of the finals we may have some more drama is nobody, Chris Paul you can nobody will let the nuggets have their moment
1: game <laughs> ever no ma- no
2: matter what <laughs> Are Chris Paul's days in Phoenix coming to an end? We dive into that. It's coming up next. Can't you call on ESPN Radio?
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management.
1: And Carlin, the podcast.
2: Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM at Channel 80, presented as always by Progressive Insurance. Gabe Nigel, Matt Jones, hanging out with you. And there seems to be some questions right now about Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Scuttlebutt. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: some like reports out there are saying, I do like the you, word scuttlebutt. You should use it a lot. Scuttlebutt is a good word for their t- People are talking, but we don't know if what they're saying is, is legit. Uh,
2: so from the ESPN News Desk, uh, they're saying they're aware of the report about Chris Paul's status with the Suns. The reporters have checked in on it and have been told the report isn't true. With the report being the Suns are planning on waiving uh, the point god himself, Chris Paul which would be interesting because the way that they've built that team and after trading for Kevin Durant, it seems like they decided to give up all of their depth and go all in on four players. Those four players, of course, being Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and uh, DeAndre Ayton. So... Maybe they're deciding, okay, we can waive Chris Paul, we can try to explore that, get some more money, and kind of expand the depth that they have. Because Chris Paul and Aiton getting hurt in the playoffs certainly hurt them because Booker and KD played tremendously. They played great basketball. And it was still not enough for them to get out of the Western Conference semifinals.
1: I, I think whether or not Chris Paul ends up, whether or not the reports are true or not about his future with the Suns immediately. I think long-term he does not have a future with Phoenix because the thing that's not talked about in most discussions about the NBA enough is the new collective bargaining agreement, because the new collective bargaining agreement, and I still don't understand all of the ramifications, but essentially for the average person, what you need to know is the cap is about to become much harder. So what golden state did where they basically were able to pay four superstars as superstars, that just won't be able to happen. The penalties are going to be too much. You will lose draft picks. It's very complicated. But essentially, you're not going to be able to load up like you once were. And you really are going to have to choose two guys that are your guys. Getting a third basically means the rest of your team will all have to be role players. So let's assume that's the case. Where two are going to be Booker and and Durant. And Chris mm-hmm. Paul is not going to play for fifty dollar you know fifty cents he's he is going to want chris Paul money, so whether or not it's true in the immediate moment, I think long term Chris Paul doesn't have a future with phoenix you're you're paying Chris Paul based on his past abilities, which is the worst thing you can do in sports is pay people for what they used to do. And I think if Phoenix ends up making a decision to part ways with him, I actually think, Gabe, that that will be a good decision. Now, how it's structured is going to, I think, matter quite a bit. But I'd rather go in with Booker and Durant and surround him. I just think Chris Paul is kind of the odd man out in
2: any scenario for Phoenix. If he does get waived, I still feel he has value though in the NBA. And I do. With too. the current number with the current number, yes, and everything you just mentioned with the salary cap, I have a hard time believing somebody would give up real assets for him in some sort of trade, which is maybe why they end up going this direction. Maybe he ends up getting waived because they can't find a trade partner. But if he is now able to sign anywhere at a reduced number, that makes sense. But he can't go somewhere where you're really going to be relying upon him. Because he's shown uh, with, but with what the, as what is he role? gets older. Okay.
1: I agree with everything you just said, but yep. then what is his role? Like, it is hard for somebody – I mean, let's use the radio business, right? Okay. Okay, all so right. think, of, think of Howard Stern. Yes. Do you think Howard Stern could all of a sudden become third chair on a radio show? No. I, I don't Impossible. think he can. Impossible. He's Howard Stern. Like, Howard Stern has to be – now, he can do it with other great people – but he can't be, he's not going to be third chair. I sort of wonder can Chris Paul be third chair? Can he be someone who says, "I am going to be the third, fourth, fifth option. I'm going to play with great players, but not only play with them, I'm going to defer to them and let me be a complimentary piece." I just don't see that. I think if you look at his career, if he's not been the best player He's been one A to a one, whether it was with Harden or with Blake Griffin or whatever. I just he's now distinct three, maybe four,
2: maybe five, and I just don't know if that works for a Chris Paul. It depends how much he wants to chase a championship. That's what it comes down to. If he's if he's somebody who wants to have that championship ring before he's done, that's the role he's going to have to accept. Because if he's going to be somebody's second best player, but can he do that? that do that's that's you think
3: he can do team.
2: that? <sighs> It's a lot to ask. I think especially for a point guard. A point guard who's used to always being the guy. I think he can do it under the right circumstance. And what becomes okay. interesting is if you fold him into this LeBron James Lakers drama, which also has Kyrie Irving swirling around it because Kyrie potentially wants to play with LeBron James again. And I mean, Chris Paul is the only other member of the banana boat crew who's still playing in the NBA along with LeBron James. You know, those guys are tight. I think, you think he could explain. let's it say you put LeBron. Chris
1: Paul on that team. Is that team good? Like, I actually look at the Lakers, and I don't think that's what they need. (laughs) I actually don't. (laughs) No, I mean it. Especially in the playoffs. LeBron is the point guard. Right. And yep. and so it's OK. So like they don't need they need shooters and they need athleticism. I don't know that they need another old guy. Do you?
2: No, I, I don't think that's what they need. But in the rights, if, if we're talking about him accepting a lesser than role in the right situation, I just think that him pairing up with a buddy would be that right now, situation. You may be and, right. And,
1: that may be where he's most likely to accept it.
2: Yes. Now, whether or not that actually comes to fruition remains to be seen, but I could see him not necessarily... He could be kind of the second-team guy, where he's you know able to still get some points, get some great passing in there if he kind of ends up leading the second team. Now, that is what really they said about Russell taking Westbrook a huge too. step. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they were hoping, and that didn't necessarily work out there. But he can still shoot. I mean, the guy's a good enough shooter, he and is. maybe he ends up kind of accepting what his role was, and we talked about this team came up when we were talking about with with Chris Canty about teams in the NBA who have kind of been those outliers, maybe like the Miami Heat team can be this year. Jason Kidd accepted a role with that Dallas Mavericks team that won a championship back in 2010 as, okay, I can be a guy who can knock down some shots from the outside. I don't need to be the guy. I'm going to defer to Dirk. And that's not what he was for the majority of his career. The NBA
1: now has more good penetrating and shooting guards than it's ever had, right? So the thing that made Chris Paul so amazing, he's still better at it at his prime than the vast majority of people have been, but there's a lot more of that out there, and I just think if I'm Phoenix and I have Devin Booker and I have Kevin Durant, I don't want anything getting in the way of that. I'm sitting there and I'm saying, how do these guys play? What do I surround them with to put them in the best position to win? Chris Paul might be that guy, but he's not that guy. Whatever amount of money he's making, that, that that's just it doesn't work. Especially considering his drop off in his game. So if they end up letting him go, and we don't know for certain that that has or hasn't happened, but if it does, I think it would make perfect sense for Phoenix to do, and might actually be the correct thing for him to do in the long run.
2: Kianti Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. And it makes sense if that's the direction the Suns ultimately go in because KD and Devin Booker both need the ball, as does Chris Paul. Like there's only one to go around, and it's tough to try to figure out how that all fits. Maybe they've decided they want to go for the more depth, again, if they decide to move on from Chris Paul, which still remains to be seen at this point. Coming up next, he is one of the most opinionated voices in the golf landscape. And with the big news of the last 24 to 48 hours being live and the PGA Tour potentially coming together, we are going to get the thoughts from Brandel Chamblee, Golf Channel Analyst, coming up next right here on Canty and Carl on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
1: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN radio. Plus,
0: you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.